to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Jake Neer, in for Stephen Henderson today. The coronavirus is causing all kinds of disruptions to daily life in places where it has begun to spread. So far, no cases have been reported here in Michigan, but that doesn't mean the virus isn't already directly affecting us in Metro Detroit. Crane's Detroit business reporters Dustin Walsh and Sherry Welsh have been writing all about the ways COVID-19 fears are affecting the economy, especially here in Southeast Michigan. And now they join me here on Detroit Today. Dustin Walsh uh, covers economic issues from Crane's Detroit business. Dustin, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. And Sherry is a senior. Sherry Welsh is a senior reporter covering Detroit philanthropy, nonprofits, arts, and culture for Crane's. Sherry, welcome back. Thank you. So, um, talk a little bit about uh, how this virus is affecting businesses in Metro Detroit right now, especially the auto industry. Dustin, I'll start with you. Uh, well, uh, yeah, obviously it was it was it, the epicenter was China, so that's the mm-hmm. immediate focus for the automotive industry was how do we contain what's going on in China? Uh, they were lucky enough to have the Lunar New Year kind of uh, occur at the same time, so there's already a two week shutdown. So they did a lot of parts production ahead of time to kind of save up. So that gave them a little bit more leeway. Mm. Um, but now it's obviously going to cut into it as as they still are unable to fully ramp up uh, production. And of course, global supply change means global uh, pandemics like this affect them, right? Exactly. So, so it's a six to eight week uh, trip from China to the west coast of, of uh, America for, for parts, uh, for, for uh, cars. So that's going to be wrapping up. And so now it's how do we get parts from China to here on the slow ramp up. So, so obviously it's, gonna, it, it's already here. It's going to affect it economically here. Um, and, and we'll see what sort of parts, uh, what sort of production shutdowns occur. Last week on the show, we talked about NAFTA and about free trade and at about the, this number that was staggering to me that a car is made from something like 30,000 parts that come from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so now as this is spreading to other places in the world, uh, are people in the industry it, uh, you know, concerned about how this will mean for other aspects of the supply chain as well? Of course, but I think you also have to remember that it's they're they're able to pick and choose, right? So, so the way I like to think about it is is trucks. Mm-hmm. General Motors and Ford are never going to stop making trucks, so they will find a supply chain that works. They will take a, a plant that maybe makes parts for a different kind of car and figure out how to make that truck parts. Uh, and they therefore they might shut down, say, a Chevy Cruze line, something that's less profitable. So, I mean, these things will ripple and have impacts, but they're not going to. They're going to find ways to basically keep things going for their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Now, Sherry, you covered how businesses in Metro Detroit right now um, are preparing for the coronavirus, the contingency plans that they have. Um, how are companies dealing with this at this point? Well, as Dustin mentioned, you know, the, the suppliers and the other large global companies that have overseas operations, by and large, they have plans in place, and many of them are in the midst of being tested right now. Uh, some of the smaller, mid-sized companies, there are concerns that they may not have focused as much on what they would do in an event, you know, in the event of a pandemic. So uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of experts out there pointing to some of the plans that should be developed, and 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 they look at the most basic of things from you know just office cleanliness and mm-hmm. you know encouraging good hygiene, you know, covering your mouth when you sneeze and and stuff that basic, all the way up to um, succession planning, you know, right. thinking about that, thinking about all of the things the large companies know are, are and, and probably already have in place, but many of the smaller and mid-sized companies do not. 
uh, compensation practices. What are you going to do if you're, comp you're, you know, you have schools closed down and you have parents and your workforce? How are you going? What are your policies going to be to handle this? Are you going to charge your uh, employees sick days? Are you going to tell them, okay, you can work from home? So a lot of folks can work from home. Obviously, we are a very manufacturing-heavy, industry-laden mm -hmm. region of the country. So what happens when people can't come to work who are in manufacturing positions or they're asked to step, you know, step back and not come to work if this thing spreads. Do we have any answers at this point for those questions? What would happen, or what, would, what, so, would plants shut down? Or well, there there are um, a number of experts who say it's going to vary, you know, from company to company. There have been questions, you know, as basic as you know, Dustin just mentioned parts coming over from China. Mm -hmm. There are experts who are questioning. Um, you know, they said that companies don't know what they should do about. Mo from something like washing parts. Mm -hmm. Should we be washing the parts that are coming in from China? That mm -hmm. requires a whole new process. Now is a company gonna put that in place? Are they um, gonna step up masks, assuming they're available for, for their folks, or put respirators on them because they're very high you know, priority parts that are being produced? It, it's, it's, it's all a question right now, and experts say it's gonna vary from company to company. Uh, do we have a sense uh, right now about how this might be affecting other major industries here in Michigan, whether it's tourism or agriculture or other manufacturing sectors other than the auto industry? Have you looked into any of those at this point? I mean, obviously, you if we're seeing stops to travel, tourism is a huge industry here in Michigan, right. and uh, that could be a, a problem, I would assume. We haven't delved into the—we're not there yet, right? Sure. We're not there to, to where it's going to be a major impact. But the CDC—sorry, the, the uh, Congressional Budget Office in 2005 and 2006 did a study about what if the, the 1918 influenza pandemic happened then? Mm -hmm. um, what would be the outcome? It's the kind outcome, of the closest thing that we have well, to Well, it, it, it's much worse. Like, let's right. not— Try to, to to conflate it too much. It, right. it is much worse than than what we're seeing with with the coronavirus today. True. Um, but th what they plant pointed out was that it, it would infect 90 million Americans. It would have killed two million if it happened in 2006. Mm -hmm. And the major industries were made were were tourism, were travel, were transportation, and were um, movie theaters and, and, and entertainment. Sure. Those were the major hit industries because people aren't leaving their homes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, manufacturing only uh, in their in their mind would only have gone down 10. percent um, and they totaled that out to a 4.5% hit on GDP, which is an astronomical number. But the rebound was great just on the backside. So that's what we have to do is like the loss of life here is obviously the most important thing. The, there will be a major economic hit if it gets large enough. But at the same time, it, there's always a rebound. This is not going to be as bad as the the the, the recession of 2008. Like mm -hmm. it's just not going to, to hit that level right. um, from, from all projections. Um, uh, Sherry, you kind of touched on something there about this kind of like gap between the larger companies and their ability to prepare for this and smaller companies and their ability to prepare. What's going on with that? And uh, is that sort of uh, on the radar is something that needs to be addressed? It, it's definitely on the radar. Um, I can't tell you to what degree companies are addressing it yet. Mm -hmm. I think the word is slowly getting out. We were, you know, Dustin and I were talking right before we came in here about the fact that, you know, over the weekend, the number of identified cases in the U.S. doubled. Deaths started to happen. And we, you know, there, there has not been broad testing yet. So there could hypothetically be thousands of people who have not been identified yet that have this. So this is just starting to emerge and people are just starting to become aware of the need to really prepare for this. But as far as the small companies and the mid-sized companies, you know, there, there are uh, organizations like the American Society of Employers um, locally here that are trying to help them grasp that. They're making recommendations, and we included that in our story about watching the CDC website, 
for you know changes in travel recommendations and warnings. Um, and actually, the CDC has our interim interim because this thing's moving so quickly. Interim recommendations for employers, mm-hmm. so small and mid-sized companies can take a look at that. But the American Society of Employers also has on its website templates for a pandemic policy. So you can kind of, you know, look at it and adapt it. I think it's for influenza because that's mm-hmm. what we've dealt with most recently. But you can adapt it. And as well as a business continuity plan to help things going, you know, what would happen if A plus B equals C, then D, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, so employees know what they're doing. They're also stressing huge, you know, hugely that companies, regardless of their size, need to be very uh, very much in touch with employees, very transparent, communicating constantly, because there's a fear that, you know, look at the healthcare systems. Folks might not show up if they fear this. They mm. may stay home. Sure. Uh, Sherry Welsh and Dustin Walsh, thank you so much for joining us here on Detroit Today. Really appreciate you guys taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Jake Neer in for Stephen Henderson today. Stephen will be back tomorrow and he'll Mayor Mike Duggan will join him here on the WDET studio and take your calls and questions. This is WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation.